Hey, no puggies, and welcome to the Pug Life Show, brought to you by Pug Parties, because your pug deserves to be the best dressed pug at the porty. And you can check out their outfits at pugparties.com. I'm your host, Donna, and with me are my puggy co hosts, Charles and Rosie. This week, our guest is Donna from Pug's SOSWA Rescue Group. I've always thought of rescue foster carers as kind of like superheroes. They take in surrendered puggies who may have had a rough start to life and give them a home, as well as the love and attention they never got but deserved, so that they can then be ready for their forever loving home when the time comes. Now, in my mind, that would take a lot of guts, love and patience. Then tissues, hugs and kisses when they finally head off with their forever family, leaving you behind to repair yourself for the next beautiful soul that will need your love and attention. This episode isn't just about the beautiful puggies who are in care, and I can say you're going to love Pippi the Rescue Puggy who was on the show. It is also about the amazing work that foster carers do and what it takes to be a foster carer to a rescue puggy. I do want to mention that this episode was recorded as part of our live stream series. So if you want to watch the show, then please use the link in the show notes to watch the replay. And before we start, I want to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes so you get advance notice of our next episode and much, much more. It's double Donna night. <laughs> Donna one and Donna two. I know, and you're the star of the show, along with one of your little rescues. And this it's is Pippi. 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 Sorry, God, too many names. Pippi. Too many puggy names. That's my problem. So, but she's doing beautifully. She sort of had a bit of a, a rough start to the night, um, but uh, but she seems to have settled down now, and she's looking absolutely gorgeous in her in her necklace. And she's got her little. But yes, she's doing beautifully. She's yeah. changed a lot since she came into foster and that's all because of the kindness of her foster carer who's looking after her. So this little girl came in very, very timid and, it, and in needing lots of care. She needed quite a bit of vet work Oof. and she needed lots of baths and she needed to decompress and just realise that the world was good. And her foster carer has done all that for her. And she's progressing beautifully, absolutely beautifully. No, she's absolutely stunning. So Pippi is six, yes. not quite ready for adoption yet. Another couple of weeks, her foster carer was saying today that she thinks we'll be able to profile her and we'll know a little bit more about her. And she's coming out of the shell. So, yes, a couple of yeah. weeks' time. So she's had a fairly rough start or a rough six years, really. She has. She was a breeding bitch for six years and somebody went to get her from Gumtree to save her from that life, but they realised that they couldn't give her the vet care and the attention she needed, so their aim was to pass her on to Pugs SOS so that we could and that we could find her her forever home. So. People are like that are absolutely wonderful because they oh, know what they've yes. got to do. So, yes, she's been a breeding bitch. She came in with ear infections and skin infections and hot spots on her skin and oh. needing lots of work. All that has been done and she's now learnt what a couch is, what cuddles are, 
what tummy rubs are and what good food is, and she's really enjoying it. Oh, just to, and she's literally like when when you first jumped on and we were catching up in in the green room before yep. the show, she had such a worried little look on her face. She really was not sure. Whereas now, she's yes. quite happily just sitting there watching herself as well. Anyone would think she was hot, but she's got the air conditioner on and the fan on. Well, so, she was she was running around a fair bit. She was. <laughs> I, I was running around with mine, which is so good because. When she first went to her foster carer, she didn't do that. You know, she was very unsure and she was very unsure in the car and now she's she's learnt the ability to trust, which is a really, really good thing. Oh, she's just beautiful. So lots of lovely comments are already coming through. Uh, so Lynn says to say hello and, um, and I was just going to say, and that Pippi just looks absolutely beautiful. I'm trying to, somebody just said that they love her necklace. And no, it's not from pug parties, even though by the looks of it I should probably get some. It's from the granddaughter's dress-up box. Oh, well, that's actually better, to be honest. So we've got to say hello to Grant, um, Alfie and Ella, who've also said hello to little Pippi. She's do absolutely beautifully now, just absolutely wonderful. Um, and um, who was it? Lynn was just saying that people like you restore my faith in two-legged humans or creatures, I should say. So the uh, there's got to be something about Donna's, but it could also be Pugs SOS. Like I think it's Pugs SOS, you know, because I still doubt two-legged humans on a great, great level. I really do. No, I could completely agree with you on that. There are times when I just sort of wonder... There should be harsher punishment. The old eye for an eye, I tell you what, you get locked up in a one-by-one-metre cell for a few months and figure out just what it's like. That's right, with no fresh food and no fresh water and yes. no one saying you're worth, you know, touching and cuddling. Yes. So Rachel, um, who's pug mum to Agatha, just said it is appropriate that a rescued puggy is wearing a rescued necklace. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes, absolutely. I absolutely love it. So, um, so yeah, so Pippi will hopefully be available um, and she'll go up on the Pugs SOS Facebook and Instagram site when she's ready to go. When she's ready with her profile. And that profile is all based on what we know about her from her past and what her foster carer has discovered about her by putting putting her in all different situations to work out how she copes with them, you see. And that gives us a basis of what we're looking for for her forever home. Yes. Very lucky. Because we will come back to foster carers because it was the other half of um, of tonight's show, which is really important what foster carers do. Um, but we just want to quickly talk about Gizmo, who's the other oh, one who's okay. currently not here today because he's a little bit too far away. But um, He is. But Gizmo is 12. And his circumstances were his elderly parents deceased. So um, he's sight impaired due to pigment on his eyes. He's not blind, but he is quite heavily sight impaired and he's hearing impaired. But he is currently down down our southwest and he's on a retirement property um, (laughs) with another little puggy called Poppy. And he's learning all about how to navigate his way around the farm and enjoy himself, which he is doing. He's turning out to be very playful 
His foster carer tells me quite often that I lie because she said, <laughs> this dog can see and this dog can hear and this dog isn't depressed. And I keep telling the foster carer that it's because she's bringing out the best in him. Mm. So he's enjoying life down there, you know, walking around walking around the farm and he goes for a walk every morning with his grandma and he's now learnt to walk back up the track without his lead on because he oh, can smell God. his way home. So Gizmo's 12 and he's in very good condition, but he has got a few issues and he's an elderly pug. So, you know, he just deserves now to live his last few years in happiness and comfort and, yeah, just being loved and looked after. No, and such a, um, such a great story. And he's both, actually I should say, both um, Pippi's and Gizmo's photos were in the opening video, so I should actually mention that as well as the two other puggies who um, have just recently been adopted, which um, is a great story because they were originally surrendered together. Yes. So you're talking about Winston and George? Winston and George. Yeah. Well, they were living mates for years, for about six six years, and due to family circumstances changing, they were surrendered and they went into foster care. with the, They were with me for about a week and then they went into foster care with the same foster carer but we weren't originally going to separate them but because Winston had to come back to me to have surgery and he had stitches in his eyes he stayed with me for a couple of weeks and in that couple of weeks the two dogs changed dramatically and their personalities blossomed while being apart from each other so the best decision for the two of them was to um, separate them and of course now George lives with a lovely family with children and his his uh, mobility level and his exercise level is way above Winston's so he runs with the kids and he goes for a walk every day and Winston lives with you know his harem of his two girls and his owners are looking after his weight very slowly and they're trying to regain his fitness and he's just absolutely spoiled. Mm. So those two are doing really well. And it's wonderful because um, Charles, um, he was actually rescued with his litter brother, Winston. Must be a thing about Winston's. Um, and uh, they went to pug rescue, but the girls couldn't separate them because I think more so Charles than Winston. Charles was very dependent on Winston and so to separate them was just not an option. So I think it's wonderful when you do have the option to be able to give them a new life that they haven't had before um, that ends up working out better than if they'd been adopted together. Yes, and I don't like separating them and I try and keep them together, but we have had a few instances where we have separated over here and that's been to the dog's best benefit and they've blossomed. So it do- it doesn't scare me as much as it used to now because I know that if we get it right, you know, those dogs will yes. blossom and be happy as ever. So, yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, she's doing just so beautifully. She's good, isn't she? She's just absolutely beautiful, even though she was running a muck before the show. <laughs> she's going to make someone an absolutely amazing pet and, and her foster carer says that she's just the bestest little dog. Oh, no. So, you know, she's just she's just taken to it so well. She's gorgeous. Yeah, and she's really. another bit. She... You obviously can't see it, whereas I can. She's sitting there looking at herself in the camera and one eyebrow, her left eyebrow just keeps sort of, I can't do the single eyebrow raise, 
No, she I can't. She's looking at herself and then there's like this little eyebrow raise like, oh. I can't see that. No, definitely can't. You'll have to watch the replay. so you I can will because I want to see the video that you put up because <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Oh, I yes, definitely. It. Pippi is not a paid actor. She is doing it all she's, completely naturally. She is. She's doing so well. She really <laughs> is. And there are no treats on the table either bribing her. I know that was I made that mistake in the first couple of episodes. Never again. It always ends in in some sort of travesty. Yes, <laughs> on the table. If it was Seamus, he'd be on the table. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so that's because we actually because we got straight in because Pippi's just doing such a beautiful job. Um, what is Pug's SOS mission? Well, to save as many pugs as we can from puppy farms and rescues and to take in the surrenders, to take in, you know, the rehomes and to help any pug in need that we can to have a future and a forever life and be happy and healthy for as long as they can. Oh, definitely. doing. And so Pugs SOS is national? We are. So where, um, just for those who are obviously not in WA, where else do you have pugs available for adoption or coming up for adoption? Off the top of your head, I know that you Off don't the top of my head, I think there's some in Queensland because there are, there's a manager in Queensland, Tony, and there's foster carers in Queensland. Our um, CEO, Belinda, she lives in Queensland now, was in Melbourne. And then our other she's Belinda. Watching. I've seen her name pop up. Have you? Yeah, she's going to say something awful to just trip me up, I'm sure. Um, and then we've got the other Belinda down in Mornington Lodge who was our founder. And I think there's only a, only a couple of puggies in Queensland at the moment. I think it might be Daisy and... Is it Polly? I'm not quite sure. Has Belinda answered that on the questions? No, she'll, um, Belinda, we're putting the call out. Where are the other parties? <laughs> yeah, time. where are the other parties, Belinda? It's time to earn your key, but you don't get to stick back and just watch. <laughs> and I'll, um, oh, yes, yeah, she has said, she's just come up with, yes, I'm watching. Yeah, I bet she is. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So um, so what inspired you to become a foster carer, to get involved with Pugs SOS in the first place? Well, our, our first um, SOS dog was Pepper and she was just one that we adopted um, and she had a pretty horrible life and she came here and she was not a nice dog. She definitely wasn't a nice dog to the point I thought we'd have to give her back, but we didn't. My husband said no and we struggled on with her which made us realise, you know, that there are little puggies out there that need a lot of care. And then one day um, I got a phone call from one of the admins from the PIP page here that was saying they needed help uh, with a to foster a dog that was through Pugs SOS and would I do it? And then the rest is history. So, yes, I did. And literally the rest is history. We just kept going. And, yeah, it's just good. It, I can't explain it. It's just good, you know. You cry buckets when they leave, mm -hmm. but you know you've done such a really good thing, a really good thing. But, yeah, no, so Pepper was the problem. Pepper was the problem. <laughs> and yes, and it's, yes, and it's been a problem ever since. Because <laughs> you have six of your own. I do, and they're all SOS. Yes. Yes, they're all SOS. Yes. No, 
Just, just amazing. And uh, coincidentally, I'm going to do a, a forward plug. Donna has kindly agreed to do another show, which will be our April show, and it's going to be with all six of her puggies. So everybody, don't forget to uh, to be online on the 3rd of April. We did pre-record it because obviously that's um it's uh there was a it was a great chat about all six but yes it's just so wonderful that um the uh they're all foster fails like they were <laughs> which they i know it's not technically everyone calls it a foster fail but it's not a foster fail it's just they found the foster care never left <laughs> A foster carer failed to hand them on. <laughs> That's about all you can say, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But um, I, I think we take all the infirm. My husband says this is the home for all the infirm. They just don't leave, you know. So we, we've got the ones with all the issues. Better than palliative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're getting there with Pepper, believe me. Oh. We're getting there. <laughs> so that's a, that's a new one. Oh, yes. But anyway, we'll talk about that another day. But so yeah, anyway. Belinda's come back and said, in Queensland, they have a lady pug called Daisy and three boys currently. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for our Queensland viewers and anyone who's watching the replay, please get on to, so Facebook, it's Pugs SOS and the same thing with Instagram. So, um, and I promise after the show, I will put all the details in the comments section as always. So um, even if you're not looking for another puggy to add to your, uh, your current puggy collection, um, I have to admit, I do jump on the rescue sites so I can do a little bit of gratuitous puggy watching because <laughs> it's always lovely. It's sad to read their stories, but it's lovely to see their happy faces when they get to go to their forever home. And, you know, it's funny because they know the day before it's going to happen because you've gone through all the processes to get them to that adoption day, you know, all the meet and greets and everything else. And they change. The day before they're due to leave, they change. They seem to distance themselves from you. And then the next day when they their family come to pick them up, they just don't want a bar of you. They don't care. They don't know. And I don't know how they know, but they do know. And it, it's really quite weird to see it happen when it does. You know, they just like, yeah, well, all right, give me a kiss, I'm off. And they're in the car and they're gone. And, and they just have it. Yeah. Yes, they do. And they don't look back. And they don't miss you, and that means it's a job well done, you know. Oh, and that's what I mean. I would ball my eyes out. We do. Time. I just couldn't. I couldn't not. We do. We do. I cry buckets. I'm sure the girls in the east cry buckets, but I cry buckets. I really do. And so do the so do my other foster carers. They cry buckets as well. I can only imagine. Wow, Puggies, I'm loving this episode, and I hope you are too. If you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, then please click on the link in our show notes so you get advance notice of our next guest. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, so you can be the crazy pug lady you've always wanted to be with our other like-minded crazy pug ladies. Now it's time to get back to the show. I'm just going to put this comment up. So this is Jennifer Glendenning. She's just saying, oh, Pippi, you're too, just too cute. Well, Jennifer Glendenning is one of my foster carers. Oh. She, she's my assistant here. So, oh. yes, yeah, she's, she's had a lot of fosters last year. She's having a break now. I've I've put her on um, um, breaks just, you know, just you're not getting another pug now for quite a while. You need to play with your own pugs. 
and I was like it the year before, you know. So, yeah, Jen's one of my foster carers. She's very good with behaviour management and she comes with me to pick them up and take them to the vet if my hubby can't come. So, yeah, she's very good. Oh, that's lovely. And how do, because um, I didn't actually ask you this when we were chatting earlier in the week, how do, the, how do your pugs go with, um, I know that one of one of your pugs, I think it's Leroy, is the one that kind of takes him under his wing. To no, it's Samson. Oh, Samson. Samson, yep. But how do they go when they leave? Sometimes mine will look, a, look around for them, but we always take them out the front yard so they always get to see them go. Mm. And I think they just know, you know, oh, yeah, there's another one in, okay, and another one's going, <laughs> you know, and that's it. I think they wonder sometimes, oh, gosh, is it going to be me next? But it never is. They're always still here. But, no, they're all good. They look around and then they just realise they're gone and that's it, you know. They just oh. Because we sort of, because um, when we pre-recorded your show, I had Tonka, who is one of our regular watchers, um, staying for a couple of weeks, and uh, we did have a good laugh at the chaos that was happening in the background yeah. um, whilst we were recording your show. Um, and uh, and I have to admit, like Tonka, it was so funny. Kimmy's mum was just sort of like, "He's never going to leave your house," and I'm like, "No, no, he knows." He may be with us for a couple of weeks and it's all very new, but the second you walk through the door, he is going to be like, Donna, honey Donna, who, who, mama, mama, mama. And it was, he was gone. He was so happy, so, so happy. And they do do that. And even because, you know, like the, foster, the adoption process that Pugs SOS has is, you know, meet and greet in the foster carer's home, home visits with the dog that people are wanting to adopt. So they've already had a couple of visits by the time they leave for adoption. Yeah. And we always do adoptions from our home. Just That's just something Jen and I do. We don't take the dogs to because we find then the dogs will, you know, hang around and look for us to come back, whereas yeah. if their owner comes here and takes them and hops in the car, um, the dogs are happy to go. And they're going to a familiar home and they're going to familiar people because they've been there. And hopefully they've weed and they've pooed there so they can smell that they've been there, you know. But, yeah, they're all good. It's they're all, all the good. key things. I will um, I'll just say Belinda said to give you a big shout-out to you and to your husband, Chris, um, because your husband apparently supports you through all of it. He does. He's standing here at the kitchen bench. That's Perfect timing. At. <laughs> He's just come back in the door. But thanks, Belinda. No, absolutely. And I have to admit, like, the comments are, um, I'm so grateful to you at Pugs SOS and the rescues are brave enough to keep going. I'd have 10 billion pugs. No pug would, every pug would be a foster fail. <laughs> not hard. It's not hard. It really isn't hard to be a foster No, fail. no. I have to, I probably would be the same myself. It was sort of the, uh, and it's probably the next question is, is what does it take to be a foster carer? A lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of love, but it's just, yeah, commitment to seeing everything from what you pick up because, you know, sometimes they're not in, in a good condition. Sometimes they're um, just like family displacements due to moving home. Sometimes family circumstances change. So some some puggies will be 
in good condition, some won't. Some will have emotional and physical baggage or either. And, you know, some pugs, you just don't know what's gone on. You, you, and you haven't been told the truth when you pick them up. So you've got to really, you get, steely's not the word, but you get, how can I say, you're always prepared before you pick them up mm. and you sort of harden yourself a little bit and then you get them and you get them home and you give them a bath and you start to cuddle them and you start to talk to them and, and you see what you've got to fix up and then the vet visits start and, you know, the paperwork starts and socialising them or, see you know, retuning their behaviours because they might not be so good and trying to understand you know, why they won't eat out of a bowl or why they're greedy or, you know, all those sorts of things. So it's ongoing. It's not just bringing the dog home into your home and thinking it's all going to be okay. It, it's not. From the time that dog comes into your home, there's a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of emotional work. And sometimes there's lots of physical work as well. Little Lily that I've got had to have her leg amputated. So there's a lot of physical work there, even though she was all right. You know, some dogs might need a little bit more care. You know, and, and you've got, like, little Pippi, she had hot spots down her back, so they were shaved. So Mandy's been putting cream on, on those areas three times a day, and you can't miss all the medical work. You've yeah. got to keep it up after they've been at the vet, you know, and you get them onto a good diet, and you've got to make sure that they're eating properly. So it's... They're not like your own dogs that you know well and you understand. It's not like that. These are different. You really, really have to tune in to what they need and how to do it just to get them well, you know. So it takes a lot of time, a lot of commitment, and usually your families love coming over to visit them. Mine do. And, you know, the grandkids love to get over to visit them, which is good because if you've got your family all on board, you know, they'll they'll cuddle the dogs and give you an insight to what they're like. Yeah. Jen's Jen's got beautiful children and they're they really get into playing with the dogs and looking looking after the dogs and cuddling them and all that sort of thing and training yeah. them. So, you know, if your family's all on board, external family I mean, mm. it's it makes it so much easier. And, you know, there's lots of times where you say, no, can't make that birthday party, I've got a vet run, or sorry, you know, can't, can't you know, babysit the grandchild, got a vet run. And, yeah, it's there's, it, there's a lot of commitment to it, mm. but it's so rewarding, especially, you know, like, for instance, Winston, it took him a long time to sit at the bottom of the couch and then turn around one day and pour me to say I want to come up and I want to cuddle. And so when they do that, it's like, oh, wow, well, you've got to cuddle. And, you know, and then, you know, they've turned the corner and you, somehow you've got through to them, you know, and, and they realise, you know, well, this is a halfway house and we know we're going to be okay. Oh, yes. Well, Winnie's just doing beautifully for a pug that didn't it's, like being I don't know what she's cuddled. looking at. I know. I know. <laughs> He's entranced with herself. <laughs> so, but well, that and the fact that she's just loving the fact that she's in your arms, it's just wonderful. And this goes to show how much work Mandy's done with her in two weeks. Yes. She wouldn't do that. When Chris and I picked her up, that she wouldn't do it. And you know, so this yeah, foster carers, they work, they work hard, 
oh. at, you know, just teaching the dogs that they can respect themselves and that they're worthy of love and they're worthy of medical care yeah. and, you yeah. know, sleeping on a bed and they can come in and they can go in and out whenever they like because they're worth it. Mm. So, you know, but for the ones that come from good homes, that's that's okay. They know that and that's all right. But for the ones like her and your puppy farm dogs, they don't know that. So there's a lot of work, you know, and I know the girls in the eastern states um, have a lot of the puppy farm dogs and it's hard work, you know, because they've got to really, really find out what these dogs are and and what their issues are and, and turn the corner with them so that they can have a really good life and then finding the right family to continue that on is is really really challenging sometimes you know no so how long on average would a pug be in foster care before they're ready for adoption depends on their condition and it depends on why they've come in but we usually have them here for about a month Mm-hmm. And it's usually usually about week three or four, we start to think, okay, we can start to form a profile now and get them up on the page. Oh, but it's usually about a month. Pippi's been in three weeks, nearly four weeks now. She'll be another couple of weeks yeah. because we just want to get her skin going a little bit better, mm-hmm. get rid of all these hot spots, yes. you know, and get her walking on a lead a little bit better and things like that. But it's just refining her now. That's all. <laughs> And working it out, isn't it? Yes, to being the uh, the little princess that she is, that's for she sure. Is. I'm really, really surprised. She's really got a personality <laughs> which I haven't seen. Yes, well, I was going to say, uh, we've just uh, Kim just said she's a natural supermodel. She is, isn't she? She's beautiful. I, I may have to, whoever her forever family is, I may have to contract her to become a guest supermodel. <laughs> Well, she's done very well. Oh, speaking of, Rosie's decided to wake up. What's going oh, on? That's... Hey, you're facing the wrong way, by the way, puppy. <laughs> um, so what? Um, so for price wise, because if you, um, I know that there are other people that have talked about being foster carers in the past, and they may have just heard what you said and went, or oh, maybe my lifestyle is not quite at that point of being able to be a foster carer. What else can they do? Um, to help out any any rescue, not just Pugs SOS, but the other rescues, um, if they still want to get involved? They can do a regular donation. I mean, when my hubby and I first started out, I think Pugs SOS had a um, campaign running of a coffee, cost of a cup of coffee a week, you know, and yeah. donate it. And the, and the best thing they can do if they can't be that physical foster carer is make a monthly donation or or a six-monthly donation, or a regular one, you know, because that all goes towards paying it forward for the doggies that need it, for their vet care and all that sort of thing. The volunteers, we do it all because we love to do it, so there's there's no remuneration there. But the vet care and the vet needs are all met by Pugs SOS. So if you can't be a foster carer, help us that way. If you've got things that your dogs don't need anymore, or you see that you think, oh, a foster foster dog might like that, purchase it, contact your rescue, give it to them because, you know, that helps them with the dog when it's in foster and often the dogs will take those things with them because they've come in with absolutely nothing. So, you know, a blanket or a bed or a toy, 
that's a wonderful thing to hand over to a rescue to help with the dogs. But, yeah, helping with the vet bills and the finance side so that these dogs can get every single bit of care that they need. And they do. With Pugs SOS, they get every single bit of care that they need. And sometimes those bills are thousands. Mm. And, but, you know, it, it nothing's held back. They get looked after. No, absolutely. And I had a question in my mind to ask and it's and lost it. it out. I was just looking at Pippi. I shouldn't have looked. That's the problem. I look at her and I think she just looks so happy and then I lose it. Look at that tooth, would you? I know. <laughs> so whatever it was, I'm never going to be able to, oh, no, well, um, um, so to donate, um, people can go to, I've got to remember the website off the top of my head because I can't see it off to the side on my notes. But if I remember, it's pugssos.org. I think so, yes. But I, I promise. So. Just go on to the Pugs SOS Rescue site and there's some, you know, there's a, a list of headings on a menu there and you can go to the donation side of it and you can donate. And then if you're interested in being a foster carer, you know, when you fill out your um, adoption form, it'll say what do you want to do, adopt, be a foster carer or help with transport or pick up or, and you can fill it out there. Oh, and then all those, all those forms then go through to uh, Belinda and she sorts them all out and sends them on to the relative states you know, where they belong. And so that's how we get all our adoption applications come through. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm. Oh, well, definitely. So if you can't can't always donate money, you can actually donate your time by doing a vet run. You can. You can, you can help in any way. You know, you, you just fill out those forms mm. and then we've got you and we keep you on file. And then, you know, if we need people to help, we call on them, you know. So I've got a very good team in the WA team of five or six standard foster carers that I use and then I've got other foster carers that I can use as well you know and that's good and it's perfect because for what and I'm just talking from my side of the fence it depends on the type of dog that comes in depends on what foster carer I use based on the dog's needs and if they don't like cats they can't go with Jen And if they don't like children, they also can't go in Jen. <laughs> no, it's just cats. Cats and rabbits, they can't go with Jen. <laughs> well, that's not, and it, it just, I literally just, it popped back in my head what I was, it wasn't a question I was actually going to say. One of the things that you did tell me, which I am going to call out uh, to, to all um, the viewers is that, or our audience, is that a lot of the foster carers pay for things out of their own pocket and they don't ask for reimbursement. So um, just giving of their time and their home and then on top of that they also give by paying for their food and extra toys and things is just um, just amazing. And, and that's what we do. And, you know, you just do. Jen's dreadful for it. She's shocking. <laughs> She really is. She's a alcoholic, so it's just an excuse. She is for the face. She's dogging <laughs> for it. Um, you know, she. But, but we do. We buy them toys and we'll buy them beds and, you know, and, and then, you know, there's the cost of running to and from the vets and things like that, and we feed them the good food that we feed our own dogs. Mm. Um, and um, unless, of course, it's a special diet and then Pugs SOS meet that as part of their vet work. But um, And then earlier this year I did a call out for 
anybody here after Christmas that found themselves with extra mm. things that they'd like to donate, they did. I've got a shed full. I've got a lounge room full and I've got a back table full <laughs> and I have to sort it all out again. But that's great because when we send the dogs off, they go with brand new toy each and they'll go with a brand new blanket because Jen and I will sit and sew and we'll make blankets mm -hmm. and they'll go with brand new blankets and some will go with new bowls, especially the ones that came in with absolutely nothing. Mm. They, they leave with possessions of their own. Um, so, yeah, we volunteers, yes, um, we have to resist the urge, all of them. All the vo volunteers are exactly <laughs> the same, foster carers. Yes, we have to sometimes go to the shop and go, do we need to? <laughs> we've got lots. <laughs> but, yeah, we do do it all out of our own pockets and it's just because we love doing it, you know, and you get, you, you just get, you, you're just so proud of the dogs mm. when they go and, yeah, it's just part of it. It's just, You just pay it all forward. It's just wonderful. Jennifer said I blame Kmart and their cute pet stuff. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Kmart's too close to her house. Oh. <laughs> the problem. Did she move there deliberately? That's the actual question. I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, well, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Donna. I've absolutely loved talking about Pugs SOS and also what it takes to be a foster carer. Um, it's definitely on my bucket list. Um, so most well, life will never be the same. I know. That's <laughs> the, uh, I had to, like, as, as I'd said offline before, with Charles sort of being at the age and, and the issues that he's got, I've promised my partner that we won't, um, we won't do that to Charles, but um, I think, uh, but the problem is they'll probably be a foster fail too. So, um, so. No, that's allowed. That's allowed. That's allowed. But no, and it was lovely to meet the beautiful Pippi. She just looks very tired right now. Oh, yes. Just... She's going to sleep. Look at her. I know. Like, <laughs> it was just perfect timing, really. It's the end of yeah. the show. She's realised that we're about to stop and. Can Doesn't you hear Lily in the background <laughs> having her say? Yeah. Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> and to our, to our audience tonight, thank you so much for joining us and I hope you had as good a time as I did getting to know Donna and the Pugs SOS team, um, especially learning about being a foster carer. We'll be hanging around after the show to respond to everyone's messages and it's not too late to say hello uh, and tell us what you loved about tonight's show. And... I completely understand if it's half a page long because there was a lot that I loved about tonight's show personally. So, so we had a good time. It, it absolutely, no. And now, yeah, Pugs SOS is an amazing organisation for puggies, and because we're breed specific, we know them well. Yes, and yeah, we find them the best homes, and it's just good. It's just oh. good. Definitely. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pug Life Show. If you liked the episode or if you think it'll be useful for someone else, please leave a review over at podchaser.com. And if you've got any questions or want to tell us how much you loved the episode, then let me know over at our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, where crazy pug ladies meet to talk all things pug. So until next time, puggies, have a pawsome week and humans be generous with the snackies. <laughs>